Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers. What's up, Sarah? Hey, Megan. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. Well, we're not actually recording this on a Sunday, but for all of you in podcast land, <laughs> it well, if you're listening when this drops, it is a Sunday. This is uh, one of our More Than Mom episodes where we kind of talk about something a little fluffy, something a little fun, go a little I, off script. I love it. I love it. If it's your first time listening, welcome and come back on Tuesday. We'll have a parenting topic for you. We one time had a sweet listener say, you guys don't have to apologize for the More Than Mom episodes. So we don't apologize, but we do like to explain the difference in case you came here for parenting advice. <laughs> now you're like, what? They're talking about vacuum cleaners. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, you know, in a way, parenting advice. So today we the topic is products that have changed our lives. I feel like I had to give it like old school soap opera yeah, da, 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 guy da. voice. Yeah. Um, I just thought this is so funny because I am awful at like whenever you'll say something like, oh, let's do a quick roundup uh, on our newsletter and pick a product you're really loving right now. I can never come up with one. I know you have like stage fright about it. I it's do. Like... I have stage fright. <laughs> I think it's because I just don't notice the many material objects that like basically fuel my day, like yeah. get me from one place to the next. Like I just don't think about them. Um, I'm not a huge shopper. I'm not like somebody who's always up and up on like the latest and greatest. So right. for me, usually by the time I make a purchase, it's something I've known I've needed for a while. And I'm just like, okay, I'll do it already. Like, it's just not like a thing. So right. I, you know, I'm looking around my room right now where I'm recording and I'm like, oh, but I really love my thin tipped Sharpies that I'm looking at. I right. love those. And yes. like, I love, like, I love this dresser I bought and I love the items I surround myself with. I just don't think about them. Yeah. And sometimes what we, we think like, well, what's interesting about that to anybody else? But the thing is, it's always interesting to hear about the everyday products people are loving. And we get a lot of yeah. listener requests for that. And it feels like, well, why would I tell you about my hairbrush? But someone it, might it, need that hairbrush. Exactly. Exactly. They might need exactly that hairbrush. Exactly. Yeah. So It'll be this fun. is going to be a fun one. We kind of categorized it. Um, 
like by different kinds of purchases. And I'm sort of saying roughly the last year, but like, whatever, I know there's things that we're going to talk about that I probably bought two or three years ago that right. I'm still loving, which is a, a testament to it. Right. Right. So before we jump into that though, um, I want to ask you some questions, Sarah, and then I'll answer the same question. Okay. So the first question is like, what convinces you to buy a new product? Like, is it hearing your friends talk about it? Do you see the ad so many times you just give in like the price point, the yeah. Amazon rating? Like what is your, what Ooh, convinces you? That is a really good question. I would say I'm first and foremost motivated by kind of need and efficiency. I mean, I, I always have like a running list of things I for sure need, like, Oh, do yeah. I need printer ink? We're going to come back to that one later, but things that like I actually need in my house, but also things that I would like to make a purchase on soon that I'm kind of like just keeping an eye on. Um, and then I would say once something like that is on my radar, I do. Sometimes I ask around, sometimes I watch to see what brands people are talking about. Sometimes I might price compare. I think it depends a lot on kind of how important it is that this be the exact right one versus yeah. anything will do. And I think of the products we talk about, there's, there's examples of each of those. So yes. I think it really depends, but I think what, what the first motivator is, is I almost just have like a mental inventory of everything for myself, my clothes, my family, our house. And there's just a running list, whether it's written out or it's just in my head. And then once something is on that list, that's when my I'm just keeping an eye out. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. How about so you? then what makes you pull the trigger on a specific oh, like one? So you, you have yes. a need. Yeah. So now which one do you pick or like, how do you make that decision? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that probably price, convenience, efficiency, and a little bit of whim. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like once I've decided I need it, then I don't hem and haw too much over is it going to be the Vitamix or the Blendtec right. or, and that's, you know, that's a really pricey one, but once, yeah, I think it's, I might ask around, but I think I just go with my gut and when it's time, it's time. And I pull the trigger. Do you, do you, do you like shopping? Are you, do you enjoy it? No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I like a stroll through target to see what jumps out at me, but yeah. I often find that I, especially when it comes to like um, style or home decor, I find that I have something envisioned in my head that then I can't, can't find, find the price thing. point I want yep. or then I fall in love with something that I just can't bring myself to spend the money on. So I don't love shopping, not in the way people love shopping. What's, what's funny to me is I used to really recreationally shop. Like I enjoyed like just killing time in a target. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. I think having little kids, multiple little kids at once killed that for me because it wasn't fun to go there anymore. And mm -hmm. now I find that when I do that, I like it. I like the convenience of having a store that you can go in and, and everything's there. Um, so I'm not knocking Target, right. but I get overwhelmed really yeah. easily. Like I bought a bedspread. I talked about this in another episode and it took like I held the bedspread. I wandered around the store. <laughs> I came back. I put it down. I picked up a different bedspread. Yeah. I walked around with that one. I came back and put it down like something about that being surrounded by so much stuff and so many options. I now find really overwhelming. Yeah. And so yeah. it feels really good to have made a decision and made a purchase. Um, but there is that, that indecision part that's kind of unpleasant for a lot of yeah. us, either about yeah. spending the money or choosing between yeah. two things. And, and that can go all the way down to like silly little cheap purchases that we still yes. agonize over. I think we all do yeah. that to some degree. Oh yeah. Like which mascara, which right. lip balm. Yes. I've spent a lot of time in the lip balm. That's why we stick to our favorites, right? Because <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we'll try to break out of that. And, you know, just to answer the first question for myself, like yeah. what convinces me to buy a new product, I wish that my mind worked like yours in that I keep an inventory. I don't really work that way. I am guilty of hanging on to things way too long um, because I, I have this 
mindset that I should be able to make things work and like make things la- like I have the mindset of someone from the 60s when yeah. you bought things that did last. Yeah. And somehow try to translate yeah. that mindset onto today's products. And they're just not made to do that. Right. But like somehow I almost beat myself up because the products I buy don't <laughs> yeah. like, don't last the same length yeah. that they, you know, my mom used the same. I'm just going to come back to a vacuum. Like she's yeah. the same vacuum for like three decades. Yeah. And they just aren't built. Even the nice ones really just aren't built to last like that anymore. They become obsolete. So and so I, often there's the yeah. opportunity cost then, or I don't know, that's not, not quite the right phrase, but there's the yeah. cost of sticking with something that Putting doesn't off. work well and yes. being continually frustrated or inefficient by it, right? Yep. Like that yeah. eats away at our sanity. Yes. <laughs> Whereas the cost of just buying the thing. But yeah, we all yeah. we all do that. I have to say that you said uh, you did mention Amazon rating as a motivi- motivator. And I will say that once I am on Amazon and I've decided it's time to get something, I do very much look at Me too. ratings. And I also look at you know, prime and two day and what can I get yep. when I need it. So yep. I am like, I'm queen of like those little left sidebar check boxes to like yep. narrow it to price point, um, four star or above, you know, yep. can it get here tomorrow? So I'm the same way. Anytime it's something I need to buy, that's where I kind of like narrow it down and yes. I'll look and like, I almost have in my head, like an equation that I think it's just my own personal equation. Yeah. It's like price over number of stars over number of reviews or like <laughs> divided by number of, I mean, it doesn't yeah. make any sense, but it's like those three things have to come together just right for me. Yep. So I might be willing to spend a little more on something if it has a fantastic number of reviews and the reviews are high and like, but not like I, but I'm less likely to care as much about how many reviews, if it's a little cheaper, like I might take a chance. That's so funny. Um, yeah. But I've also kind of started and we'll talk about this a little bit more too. I, I've gotten in this place now where I will make impulse purchases only based on hype. If I see it hyped by enough people I trust. And so like, I, I've got a couple very specific examples we'll get into in a little bit, but like where those videos sometimes yes. really, or people t- chattering about stuff. Yeah. Um, has convinced me to make purchases more than I would have thought I was. I wouldn't have thought I was that kind of person. Yeah. And sometimes you and I are both like, if everyone's talking about it, we don't, we want, don't it. want it. I like, know yeah. I go through like the, I don't want it phase, but then I'm like, I don't know though. But then you're like, maybe I want it. That's how right. I, with the instant pot, I still don't have <laughs> yeah. an instant pot. Cause I was like, what? No, everyone's talking about this. I can't possibly need this. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals. And Katie loved the herb crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. 
We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. All right. We're going to get into this, Sarah. Okie dokie. Um, I'm just going to kind of like lead us through the categories, but um, we'll just switch back and forth who goes first. I'm okay. going to have you. I'll go first on this first one. Okay. And then we'll switch back and forth after that. Okay. Um, so the first one is a beauty or hair product that you've recently bought. And this is like two categories in one because this is one. It's a beauty product, but it's also a product that people kept hyping um that I saw come up and again and again and like was like this is dumb but then I saw like like the tipping point was like when the 10th person that I'm personally friends with on Facebook raved about it so um it's the re- it's called the Revlon one step hair dryer and volumizer I think it's like 50 bucks okay it's not very expensive um when I was younger my ex-mother-in-law um had this like little hairbrush like a little round brush that had a hair dryer attached. I, I kind of remember these. It was very like 80s, early 80s, I think. And I tried it a couple times and I remember thinking, I wish this thing was bigger and I wish it had a stronger, like I wish the air coming out of it was right. higher, like higher pressure or whatever, because it does like, you, have you ever tried to blow out the back of your own hair? I mean, I, it's, I'm so it's bad impossible. at blow my hair. Like yeah. you can't get to it. And if you have a round brush, it gets all tangled up in your hair. Yep. And like, so this is both things in one. It's like a big, wide, um, round brush but kind of a little flatter than a round brush it doesn't get as tangled and it's got a really powerful hair dryer in it yeah that's so you can take amazing. your hair to i'm not going to say it's the same as a blowout i can't get it perfectly straight right. but like you can take your hair from wet to smooth in like 10 minutes yeah that is amazing especially for you in the winter like you cannot mess around with wet hair no you no you can't like right now i'm actually sitting here in damp hair and so i know that probably um as soon as we're done i'm gonna have to go run and take care of it because if i let it go all the way dry without doing something to it. You know what happens, right? Right. Like you just end up with a frizzy mess. So like, yeah, it's, yeah, I can't mess around. My hair will freeze or just turn out really bad. So I'm, it really works. It's one of those where people kept talking about it. I thought there's no way it works. So what's funny is I don't think I had seen it till you talked about it. It's just funny what shows up in our feeds or what people are talking about and what they're not. So I picked also a hair product. It's also a recent purchase. I usually air dry or kind of messy blow dry my hair. But then if I really am doing my hair, I flat iron it because I have frizzy, partly curly hair. So um, I have had the same flat iron for, I want to say 10 years. And it wasn't 
broken. I just got the feeling, you know how like these technologies, they improve. They're getting so I just better. Got, I just kept getting the feeling like it's not as hot as it probably yeah. should be. And for, for a very modest price, I could probably get one that's way better. And then we were with my family recently and my sister had a brand new, I remember her, hers had been broken at Christmas when I used it. And then she had this new one in February and I was like, Oh, you got a new flat iron. And it's from a company called Lang, L apostrophe A N, like Jessica Lang with an E, but I don't know yeah. how you say it because there's an apostrophe. Um, was not familiar with the brand, but they are, and as of this recording, are still having a ridiculous sale. So it's a hundred dollar flat iron that's right now on sale for twenty nine dollars. And again, going back to things that motivate me to make a purchase, like a big discount, a high end product for less is like a yes. big trick for me. Basically, if you play that trick on me, I will fall for it. If you tell me something yeah. retails for 200 <laughs> and I'm getting it for $28, yeah. I will just buy it. It's like, I, I shamelessly fall for that every time, but this is still on sale. It's backordered right now. Um, and obviously I have no affiliation with this brand. My sister just had the flat iron and I got it. Um, but it looks like you can still get it at the really cheap price. It's just backordered and it won't ship for a week or so. So it's just their basic flat iron, but they have a bunch of other products and I'll link it up in the show notes and it arrived and it's really pretty. It's like a blush pink. Um, and it's just hotter. It's hotter than my old one and it does a better job. So that was a good one recently for me. Um, I am familiar with that brand because I had to replace Jenna's oh. flat iron because I left her really nice, expensive <laughs> flat iron in a hotel once. Uh -huh. And so I had to buy her a new one and I bought her one and she loves it. So okay. two thumbs up. And I kind of, I think maybe I'm not hundred percent sure it's the same brand, but I was going through this phase where I was like, I kept getting sucked in by watching videos on Facebook of people doing their hair. Yeah. Well, once you watch one of those, it they will continue. You. The monster know, will feed right? you more. Yes. And I think it was that brand. And I would watch like I would watch the whole thing. I would just sit there and be like, wow, her hair is so pretty. And then, you know, five minutes later, I kind of come out of my. Okay, guys, raise your hand out there if you watch <laughs> hairstyling videos with no sound. I never turn the sound on. No, I don't on. turn the sound on. pause and be like, oh, And it's amazing. Relaxing. I'm like, how did she do that? <laughs> how did she make that curl with that flat iron? So, so funny. Yeah. All right. All okay. right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the next one, I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, it's a product that you bought like as a stopgap measure or like as you were waiting for the better one to come along right. and you're glad that you did. So something like it's not the best one you could have gotten. You thought, right. But you're happy with it. Okay. So I, my, this is it coincidentally is hair related, but it's different. And this is so cheap. This is not like a pricey product, but I left my hairbrush somewhere when we were traveling and I'm, I'm trying to think back if it was summer or holiday travels. It was fairly recently in the last year. And I only brush my hair when it's wet once. And then, like I say, I like kind of let it air dry and then flat iron it. And I'm not a big, like I don't run a brush through my hair multiple times a day. I've never really been like that. Um, so I don't need a perfect hairbrush. I just need a brush that will brush through wet hair. And I left mine somewhere or I didn't bring it on a trip. So I bought a drugstore hairbrush and for some reason, I like it so much better than the old one. The um, bristles are farther apart, almost as far apart as they could be. So it does a really good job of combing through yeah. wet hair. And then it's pretty firm. So when I brush my hair, when it's dry, it's almost like a scalp massage. I don't Ooh. know why. And it doesn't, you know how um, oval shaped brushes will do that thing where they kind of, uh, they have, they'll push in a little bit. Like there's the, like yes. the puffy part that has yep. air. And I this is the opposite of that. It's, it's one plastic piece and it's firm. So I feel like I just get a better comb through and it's goodie brand. It's from a drugstore. It's not uh, yeah. a fancy brush, but the difference between that and the one I had makes me happy every time. It actually like, I sometimes brush my hair before bed because it feels really nice on my scalp. And I never did that before. I love it. Brushes are hard. So I was at, um, I think CVS recently and they, 
both brands. So it was Goody, and then there's this other brand that they always have the drugstore. I can't remember what it is, but they were both buy to get the third free or mm-hmm. something. And Clara really needed a new hairbrush. I needed one for my purse, and I can always use a hairbrush. So I, I'm, I would be embarrassed to tell you how long I stood there because I was trying to pick <laughs> three from the same brand. It wasn't you couldn't cross. Right. Oh, so, right. You know yeah, what I mean? I did end up. Yes, I did end up with three goody brushes, but like even that, I mean, it was overwhelming. Um, but one of the ones I got has is hard plastic yeah. with wide mm-hmm. and it's got the vents it's like mm-hmm. square yes. Yes. and it's got the vents mm-hmm. and I love it. That's, that's I think probably it. the same one. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It also, that also works well when you are heat styling your hair because it ha- the air like goes through so you can blow dry or whatever. So I right. use it when I flat iron. Um, my girls both have the wet brush, like that brand you see yeah. it on. And those are fine, but I don't like them for my hair. I need it. Me either. I need it to be like firmer. I need more Me resistance too. or something. I need it to rip through my <laughs> tangles. <laughs> yes. I think the reason some of those other ones work for like little sensitive heads is that yes. they, they really slowly like tease yeah. the tangles out. Like, come on, tangle. I'm just going to convince <laughs> you to let go of your grip. And I don't have time for that. Nope. No. <laughs> so, um, okay. So I'll answer the question. Okay. Product I bought kind of as a stopgap. Again, going back to like the overthinking things. Um, I had an expensive vacuum cleaner that was on its last legs and like not working. Like it just, I mean, it, the joke was it sucks because it doesn't suck. Right. So, (laughs) and it was like constantly a problem. It was constantly like not like we, we got to the point, like it wouldn't recline, you know, like Mm -hmm, it wouldn't kick back. mm -hmm. So we had to drop it from a distance. So like anytime (laughs) someone vacuumed, they would have to lift the vacuum, which Mm -hmm. was really heavy and then drop it like a foot. To get the mechanism to un- like to, unlatch. to like unlatch. Yes. 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 That's so, so funny. and I kept, I just had in my head, like, I'm going to replace this when I can get another really nice vacuum. And then one day I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I've been like literally lugging this piece of crap around that doesn't, it's dead. Yeah. It's dead to us. Get rid of it. Yeah. So I got rid of it and I went on Amazon and I just found like a $68 vacuum cleaner um, that had, again, a large number of Good reviews. Good reviews. And mm-hmm. I bought it. And it was so funny. Like the day we got it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so light. Like I can lift it with one yeah. hand so easily and everything works. I mean, you can tell it's cheap. Like it yeah. feels like cheap plastic. It's not going to last forever. I'm going to have to replace it with something better. Um, but you're so but, glad you have a working I'm so vacuum. Glad. Yes. And Owen was like, mom, this is the most amazing vacuum cleaner I've ever <laughs> used. Like he's just zipping around the house. Like he was so grateful yeah. to have this cheap, crappy vacuum. And now I'm like, well, great. Like when I do replace it, I'll probably put that one in the boys room and they can use it in their room or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like there's, there's always going to be a need. Why did I put myself through that for so long? Right. So dumb. Anyway, That's so funny. That's a good one. Okay. Um, next category product that seems so simple, but makes my life better. And I'm going to say it makes my life better every day. Um, okay. mine is my KitchenAid electric kettle. Okay. It took me a while to, per- to decide. I know it's just a kettle. Right. And I always had a teapot on like mm-hmm. on my kettle on my, uh, or not teapot, like just a regular old kettle on, yep. on a, uh, burner, but those do take up a burner and I don't have a ton of, yeah surface space in my kitchen and I only have four burners on my stove and it took a long time to heat up. And so I am in love with my electric kettle. First of all, it's like this pistachio green that I just think is really oh, pretty in my fun. kitchen. Yeah. It's kind I've of seen like that green for other KitchenAid. Yeah. So. It's like a throwback to like the forties yeah. cause I have it kind of combined with red. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's this, Super I like cute. that palette. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it gets hot so fast and we drink so much tea in this house. So I, I, I'm like very interested in this. I am drinking more tea while we're in our quote unquote winter here in California. Yeah. And I am home more. So I am drinking more 
tea lately and I do have a kettle on my stove, um, my kettle, it gets gross. It gets splashed yeah. from other things that we're cooking and yep. it's all blackened. Oily. They get like yes, greasy it's on the outside. Nasty on the outside. It also is kind of nasty on the inside, even though it's just stainless steel and it's only yeah. ever had water on it. So in it. And it's boiling water. So I don't know how it can be well, gross on the inside. It's residue. It's yeah. like minerals from your water yes. create this residue okay. inside. Yeah. Thank you for at least clearing that up. So you're I'm, gross, Sarah. I am gross. <laughs> so I, it's not, I like the idea of a old fashioned kettle on my stove, but it's not sparking joy right now. So right. I'm very, I'm very intrigued. I might have to consider Every this. time I look at, and I also like that Clara can easily make herself some cocoa Ooh, or tea true. without having to mess with the stove. I like that also. I like it because it's just a little button. She presses it down the whole thing doesn't really heat like you don't feel it doesn't feel hot yeah. on the bottom I had an electric I had one like that years ago when I lived in England for a year just because I I would make tea mm-hmm. in England yeah. by myself in my little room um and it was great I but I haven't yeah. ever had one since then. and mine attaches so the other thing about mine and I don't know if they're all this way but the kettle itself is separate from the plate that heats it up mm-hmm. so there's no wire like I don't have to worry about a cord. Right. So if I want to walk across the room and fill something with the kettle, I can. Yes. It's not attached sense. to the wall. I don't know if they're all like that or not. And this okay. one was expensive. It we, was fairly expensive we for need something to that heats up. water. I'm very, I'm but. very much considering this. And then pretty soon it'll be 80 degrees and I'll be like, Why exactly. This? Okay. So for me, a product that seems so simple, but makes my life better is also in the kitchen. And that is, I have a very attractive, simple, but attractive analog clock, a big one on mm. the kitchen wall. And I like to know what time it is all the time. I don't like to always be looking at a phone for that information. And with little kids, I like them to know how to tell time, but it's just, it's this point of reference. It's like a beacon of like guidance in our Mm -hmm. kitchen. And I like that it's analog. It's fun to have the kids kind of learn to tell time or even little kids. You can be like, when the long hand's on the four, that's, this is what's going to happen. So we've always had an analog clock. We had one from Ikea for like, I don't know, six years and it just died because it was $14 from Ikea. And this one, I was really sad because I looked on Amazon. I knew I got it on Amazon. I just looked and they don't sell it anymore. So I picked one that's similar. Mine has a gold, but not obnoxiously gold rim and it's a little bit minimalist. Um, It does have a second hand. It's just, I'm just, when I look up and I know what time it is and it's attractive on the wall, it's just simple, but it does, it makes my life better in lots of ways. I like your I like your clock a lot. I think I remarked on it when I was yeah. at your house, actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, next time you go first. Okay. Okay. So here's a product or something, a purchase, you thought you'd get a lot more use out of than you actually did. <laughs> so this, this is, is like time to eat crow, right? We're oh, being honest. Excuse me. I am going to eat a lot of crow. The funny thing is it's right below my clock. I'm looking. Oh. <laughs> it's the other thing that's on that wall in my kitchen above my little desk. And it is my letter board. So I have... The kind of the original letter board from that letter folk company, like when they first started being cool and I just coveted it. I thought it was so clever. The people who use it in the social media posts. And I just envisioned myself using it partly for like work. Like maybe I'd put funny mom quotes on there and use them for our Instagram. And then, you know, for home inspiring quotes or funny things. I, I cannot tell you how I overthink the letter board and end up with either nothing on it. Yesterday, the kids wrote four letter words on it. They weren't bad words, but like potty words on it. Like, so it either on any given day, it has something that might be a cool quote, but it's outdated. Like it's about Christmas and we're in February Mm -hmm. or it has nothing or it has something dumb my kids put on there. And I really thought that the letter board, I, I didn't buy it with my own money. I got it as a gift, but I put it on my Christmas list and I really thought it was going to be this really hip, cool thing. And I just don't use it. Like I thought I would. That is so funny because we have a letter (laughs) board. Um, 
I resisted it for a long time because it was like by the time it got in my I'm not as much on Instagram as you. So I think by the time it kind of got on my radar, it felt overdone. Like it felt like it was. Well, and it was a kind of a rare thing for me, too. It was very trendy even when I got it. And I, I loved it anyway. And I got, well, I was at TJ Maxx with Clara and I saw it and I was like, oh, wouldn't this be a fun thing? I needed something for my kitchen wall. I was like, wouldn't this be fun? We could put our menu on it or we could, you know, whatever. We could put fun sayings on it. Well, what I kind of found out pretty quickly is really hard. There's not enough letters to put like a full menu, at least with the, mine did not come with Okay, mine letters. has a good amount of letters. I think that's probably like a get what you pay for type of thing. Probably. But yeah, yeah, it yeah, is I'm super sure. frustrating like, if you don't have enough yes. letters. So there's that. And then um, I just, never had anything to say. So I put, so Clara (laughs) seemed all excited about it. So I put her in charge of it. I was like, you can, you know, you can put something on it, but then she stressed, like she got, she overthinks it. Yeah. And actually has like anxiety. Like she'd go on Pinterest and try to find stuff. And she's like, but this saying is so corny. I don't want this on the wall. Right. And so finally, like we just started kind of putting jokey things on it. And then I resorted to just using the words that come with it. Cause you, you know, it comes with some pre-done words. Okay. And now it's in the kitchen. It says, um, hello loves both words that came (laughs) Well, hello and love. Uh-huh. And then I added like a teeny S that isn't the same <laughs> font. And then I put eat below it in the small letters. And then um, Will has this thing where he keeps putting ul, like U-L with an apostrophe. I think it's some joke that has to do with a video game they okay. play or something. So he's like rogue about it because I keep changing the things. And every time I'll come back in the kitchen and it says ul again somewhere so on it. Funny. So it's kind of become a joke now. But yes, we yeah. it's it's funny. And I like that we have it because it's it's not getting used seriously, which actually kind of makes me like it, but also kind of, I just roll my eyes. I think if I I think what I need to do, and this is for another episode, but I actually think I need to move it and not have it be, it's in a very focal point of the kitchen, right below Mm, the clock, right above my desk. And it is, it's too much pressure. Like, I think if I used it um, occasionally, like maybe on the mantle during certain seasons or just kind of had it as something we could use, but didn't have to, so I need to hang something different in that space. It's a, it's a great wall to hang something. I think yeah. the letterboard is too much pressure. It's too much pressure. That's so funny. All right. So for, I'm going to answer the same question. Something I okay. thought I'd get yes. a lot of use out of and didn't. And that is my toaster oven. And I'm eating major crow on this because when we moved into this house, teeny kitchen, right. I knew I did not have room for both a toaster oven and a microwave. And I convinced myself that I didn't need the microwave and I wanted a toaster oven. I will say I don't really need a microwave. Like we, we talked about this on a right. recent episode. I really don't miss it that much. The kids complain about it, but like they're not cooking anyway. Right. So who cares? <laughs> they don't they get to have an opinion. They don't get to have an opinion. But what I did was stress about the toaster oven. I thought it like I overthought it. I comparison shopped. I considered buying a really expensive oh one. Oh my gosh. Kind I've of looked at, down. I've looked at the super expensive one. Yeah. And they're and like just as much as very, oven. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I have a, you know, I have a friends and family discount at KitchenAid. So I could have gotten one like marked down, but I still like ultimately I went with a different brand and it's, nice but I don't use it the way I thought I would Mm -hmm. like we're all in a phase where no one's eating that much toast Mm -hmm. um I thought I'd use like the little oven Mm -hmm. because you can get like a there's a little sheet thing that comes with it Mm -hmm. I thought I'd use that for like heating up rolls or maybe a small portion of vegetables I just don't think to I just never it probably gets used once every other day it's not even plugged in half the time and now I'm kind of irritated because I could have just bought like a four slice toaster right and I'd have that much more yeah space on my counter yeah yeah well it happens, you know, it we're happens. all susceptible. Okay. Um, one more before we take a break. Okay. So what is something I'll go first on this one. Okay. Something you always put off buying, but then always find yourself in need of. Oh, I have to admit, question. there's so many of these for me. <laughs> like there's a lot, but the one that I would say is 
a constant source of frustration because I don't need them that often. But when I do, I really need them. And I need them like right now are stamps. Oh, I always have stamps. That's so funny. I, and I, I feel like I buy enough stamps that I should have. Like I buy them a few times a year. I feel like that should be enough. Right. I don't know if I'm sticking them like in my wallet and then they're, I'm losing them somehow or just putting them away. I don't know what's happening. I never can find a stamp when I need a stamp. Yeah. And that's and the I most do, annoying. Cause if you yes. have to send something in the mail, you probably have to send it like today. Yeah. Like, it otherwise, has to go out. And yeah. also I don't want to like have to now put this letter in a pile and then go buy stamps and they don't have stamps yeah. everywhere. So I'm going to go to the post office. Sometimes you can buy them at the bank or the, you know, like, like I have to think about where am I going yeah. to buy stamps from? Um, when I do open up my desk drawer and there are stamps though, I have, I feel so accomplished. Like my life is in, in, yeah, in perfect order. Yes. All is yeah, right. It's in a the tell. World. It's funny. <laughs> um, I get stamps at Costco. That is a good thing to get at checkout and they sell them in big, like a bunch at once. So I almost oh, okay. always have a lot. In fact, it'll take me a while to work through them, but I always have them. Um, so for me, something I put off buying and then find myself in need of is printer ink. And there's a couple of reasons. One, I have in the past gotten burned by stocking up on printer ink and then having my printer break. Yes. And actually getting a new printer. And printer ink is so expensive. So expensive. And we use our home printer kind of a lot. I use it for work. The kids use it. So it needs to be, it is a everyday occurrence probably. If I mean, maybe it gets a day off sometimes, but Printer ink is so expensive and it always feels like just kind of an insult to have to buy. It's like, I already yes. bought a printer. Why do yeah. I have to like, why do I have to like now keep feeding yeah. this beast? Yes. yes, exactly. So, um, number one, I've gotten burned by having a, an overstock that didn't get used. And so I just kind of wait. And the other thing is I always think our Costco has a, an ink refill thing, which feels both environmental and economical. I think if you bring them in, they'll refill them yeah, and it really does but- work you got to bring them in like at the right time. And then right. it's not as quick. Like I, they're not done in the time I'm shopping at Costco. So then I would have to go back. It's just not logical, but I always convince myself that I will do that, which then makes me not buy new printer ink. And I'm always so irritated when I run out of it. I just want to hear Yeah. You want to hear about my printer ink saga mm-hmm. at the moment? Well, mine has, you know, some, it's like some have the three colors and then they work together to make black and some have, you could just use with black and some right. have like black separate from yes. mm-hmm. um, the three colors. And I ran out of one of the three colors and I went out and purchased that specific color mm-hmm. and it was way too stinking expensive. And I'm like, why did only that color yeah. <laughs> get empty? But none of the other colors got empty. So I replaced it. And for some reason, my printer is not recognizing it as having been replaced. Oh, that's happened to me before. So it will not print in color. A. Like, oh yeah. You're going to print this cyan $45 exactly. cartridge that yes. I bought you. And it was cyan too. <laughs> I don't like, why is it not recognizing it? So now, but the other thing is it won't default to black. So every time I try to print something in black and which is fine, I, I'm happy to print in black yeah. ink most of the time. It now I have to go over to my printer and press a button, like, like okaying it. Ugh. So it's not enough that I already sent it, set it up on my computer to print in black. Yeah. Now I have to like, it's like booping and I have to go walk the 20 feet or no, it's actually eight feet to my printer on the other side of the room and, and allow it. Which is really annoying when you're doing multiple prints <laughs> yeah. because it makes me allow it every time. That's it's unacceptable. Annoying. I'm not okay with this. No. Yeah. Well, I do <sighs> need to stock up because there's nothing worse than running out. But there's nothing worse. Well, there's probably some worse things. First right world, now we're being world problems. We're, <laughs> we're being a little hyper hyperbolic. Is that yes. a word? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hyperbolic right now. So uh, I think we can do that. I think so. <sighs> All right. 
Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. We are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. Megan, we both try to make healthy choices, but you know, sometimes it's tricky to sort through fact and fiction when it comes to supplements and vitamins to figure out just what they're doing for us. That's why I'm glad Ritual keeps studying their products and sharing the results, especially as it relates to women, since women are the focus of all Ritual's products, including the Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. And the results are super reassuring. Just as an example, Ritual conducted a university-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin is made with high-quality and traceable key nutrients in clean, bioavailable forms with nine key nutrients in two capsules per day. Plus, they are leading the industry when it comes to sustainability. They use lower carbon packaging and prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients. That kind of thoughtfulness really matters to me. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start Ritual or add the Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. And this is a good opportunity for us to say, guys, we have rattled off a bunch of links at you today, and every one of these links will be in our show notes. So you can either go to themomhour.com and find them, or you can um, just, I think in your app, you should be able to just scroll down and and find the links right in whatever app you use to listen. I'm so glad that most apps are doing that now. Me too. I mean, everybody listens differently, so we can't speak for your specific situation, but most likely if you have a device playing our podcast right now, you look down And the show description should be right there, including our sponsor links and our product links. I mean, we've come a long way since 2015. I know, (laughs) way back in the day. Okay. All right. We're going to get to it. So did you go first last time or did me? Did me? Did I? I I don't remember. Well, then I'll let you go first. You choose. Okay. Um, All right, Sarah. So what is something you bought recently? And then when you bought it, you realized, I should have bought this a long time ago. Okay, well, this is like so dumb and functional, but it's also dumb how long we waited to get one. (laughs) Um, Our neighborhood has a lot of potlucks and parties. I've talked about it. It's a really great thing. We live in California. It's warm. So people just 
host get togethers and we do as well. And we were always borrowing, you know, like the pop-up table that folds, not the old card table folding table from like when we were kids, but no, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. Like, yeah. a, like the long one, the long gray ones yeah. and mm-hmm. the, the legs pop out and you can use them for anything. Um, we were always borrowing from neighbors if we had any kind of any need for them, you know, the kids want to have a lemonade stand or we're doing something anyway. And so we finally bought one. They're not very expensive. They fold up really small and it's so it's so nice to be like, oh, I've got a table for that. Let me just right. fold it out. We at the holidays, we will use our garage sometimes as like a, a gift wrapping station area and you can pop up the table. And I don't know, it's just really nice to have. It. And we put off that for five years probably. And it's not expensive. I have no idea why. So that was- Well, surfaces are very important. You yes. need surfaces to do things on. And uh, but they are something that sometimes you don't think to buy. So. Yeah. And yeah, it just feels like excess until you realize like how convenient it is and yep. how often you actually go to something like that. Yeah. Okay, um, how about you? So mine is a lamp for my desk. So my desk is in my bedroom. I do not have an overhead light in my bedroom. And it's just not very well lit in here. Mm-hmm. Like I've got a lamp in the corner, like a standing lamp in the corner. I've got my little bedside. Um, I've got a little lamp on one side of the bed, my bed. And then the others, I got this Philips light up clock that I sometimes use like yes. as a reading light, but it's just even combined. It's just not enough. And one day I'm like, why don't I just get a lamp for my desk? Like, why have I not had a lamp on my desk the whole time? Right. And then I got one and now every time, and it's like attached to the, um, I have one of those old, it's like the house is an old house and it's wired. Mm-hmm. The old wiring where one of the switches controls. Oh yeah, we still have that. I mean, we like, have a newer house and we have that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always thought it was an old house thing. Like a whole bank of of electrical outlets. Yes. So I always have the lamp on so that when I come in my room and turn on the yeah. light, it's just like, and it's this nice warm. Yes. I really like the lampshade I got. It, it's just this nice warm light and it makes my room, it changes the feeling in my room. I'm kind of obsessed with, um, lighting. I real I've realized I love lamps, like yeah. I don't know a lot about decorative lighting, like, you know, when you pick out fixtures. I've never had to do that. But I I am constantly adjusting the lighting in my house to where I like it. And in it general I like huge, a lot of light. But yeah, me sometimes I'm turning down difference. the lights too because I don't like to leave them on. So that yeah. is a happy that is definitely a satisfying thing. Good purchase. All right. Well here's another purchase I made that I'm happy about. I'll go first this time. Okay. So Something I bought on a whim recently that's making me happy. Um, I actually, I go to TJ Maxx probably once a month and I had been at TJ Maxx and they had this whole display of oil diffusers. I love essential oils. I Mm -hmm. like good smelling things. Um, And I passed it and thought to myself, wow, they must have really got a whole bunch of backstock (laughs) on uh, oil diffusers. They're really trying to push those. I went home and then like, I couldn't stop thinking about them. Like I couldn't stop thinking about the oil diffusers. So one day I literally had like an hour of time that I just didn't have anything else to do. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I mean, this is so unlike me. I can't tell you how unlike me it is to make a special trip yeah. to the store to get something so like silly. I didn't need it. Yeah. Um, but it was right after I had started doing all this yoga and I think I was just in the mood like to have my house smell mm-hmm. really good. And so I went and bought one and now like everyone has fun with it. It like yeah. it lights up and it has like different settings and we all like I have the oils like in a little bowl right next to it it's out in the living room and like everybody kind of takes their turn deciding what oils to put in it. It's I don't know. It's just a silly little thing, but it's making me happy. Yeah. And they're not super expensive, are they? No, they're not. No, yeah. this was like yeah, 20 so bucks. It's like a, yeah. it's a it's an easy pick me up. I love yep, it. Exactly. Um, OK, so something I bought on a whim that's making me happy Um is rain boots. So the backstory is we are having a very wet El Nino, California winter, but for us, it's still only a couple months, but you know, I always am 
texting you and boxing you being like, yep. it's raining again. And now it's getting toward the end of the rainy season. So I'm like, now I really don't need rain boots. It's very trendy around here to have like the expensive hunter boots. Do you know which ones I'm talking about? Um, I think so. Hunter's yeah. the brand. I mean, there it's just yeah. a class. It's kind of a classic rain boot look. Um, it looks really cute. And I just, my mind is like, well, this is dumb because it's only two months of the year. The season's almost over and I don't need to spend money on rain boots. Well, then Allegra was asking for some because their school is really puddly. On rainy days, they still have to be outside and there's a lot of puddles. It's really wet. And the other two kids have rain boots and she'd outgrown hers. So on a whim, I ordered us a pair to share because right now we can actually wear the same size, which is like new territory. Um, and they were, they were so cheap. They were just on Amazon. It was one of those where it was like, which kind of rain boots can be here in two days. Um, and, but they're just, they're plain and black, but they make me so happy because now when it's raining, I have rain boots. And I love that. I love you guys can wear them. I will share them too. The fun thing is I think her feet will be bigger than mine. She's going to be taller than me. She's like, this is going to not last. So I told her like, enjoy. Cause I grew into my mom's shoes and then stayed the same. Like I still wear the same size as pretty much my mom and my sister, like within a half size. Um, But I think Allegra is going to have bigger feet. So I'm like, well, we both better take advantage of this, but the boots stay mine because your your feet are going to keep growing. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely at her age. Like, yes. I remember fitting into my sister's like six and a half or seven shoes when I was like 11. And then they just, my feet just just kept kept going. Yeah. Sixth grade. I think my feet stopped growing after like sixth grade. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's all that ballet you did. I know. Just deformed. Stunted your growth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So I'll let you answer this one first. Okay. What is a purchase that you waited on? And then like, like kismet, the perfect thing just came about and it was just the right thing. So Maybe you were looking and looking, or maybe you didn't even know you were looking. Okay. Well, this is like what I really want to talk about this whole episode. No, this is one of the (laughs) best purchases I've ever made. But the way it came about, it was the uh, secondhand piano. So we have a Yamaha upright. Um, It's from the early 1980s. So it's not antique, but it's also not new. It's, you know, uh, my age. (laughs) Um, And when we bought this house and moved into this house, there was a wall that I knew I wanted an upright piano on. I grew up with an old upright, nothing fancy. And at the time that we moved here, none of the kids were in lessons or anything, but I just knew I wanted a piano. And I was very over, I knew I wanted secondhand. I knew I wanted an upright and I knew I, I kind of had an aesthetic I was looking for that didn't date it with a, a particular, like not the super ornate kind of mahogany looking like right. swirly. I wanted yep. it to be roughly clean lines so that it, it wasn't, um, like decor that had to be like everything else then has to look like the piano. And I, I had just been very overwhelmed with the idea of doing that on Craigslist because number one, I don't know how anything about how to tell if a piano's been kept in good condition. Like, you, right. you know, you can go, they say you can go play it and they'll tell you it's been tuned. Um, and I also didn't care. I didn't care that it was in mint perfect condition. I just right. wanted it to be playable. Um, and the prices were like all over the map. Sometimes you'd see them come up for like $150 because somebody just really wants to get rid of it. But then, you know, it's probably hasn't been well taken care of. And then other times it'd be like three grand. And so for probably two and a half, three years two two years, probably, I just occasionally would look on Craigslist and get really discouraged because I felt like I knew what I wanted, but the chances of finding that on Craigslist just seemed really slim. And then even if I found something I liked the look of, how would I know if it wasn't, if it was going to be a good purchase, like a a decent instrument. So I don't remember exactly like how it happened. I know it was new year's day. I think I made the purchase 
on either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. And we drove out like 45 minutes and um, I sent the list, the Craigslist listing to like a friend of a friend who at least could verify like, yeah, that's a really good piano. And it looks like it, you know, looks like they've taken good care of it. Right. Um, And it was around a thousand dollars. It was like a big purchase for us, but it makes me happy every single day. And I just had to wait for, I had to wait for the right one to come along. And then it came into my life and I love the kids play it. They, I love, I love it as a piece of furniture, a piece of decor in my house. And yeah, I I felt like it really did just like pop in to my life at the right time. I love it. I have a similar one kind of, yeah. I mean, I I also really want a piano at some point when I have enough space for it, but um, I wanted a record player, a turntable for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I really had a very specific, I wanted to be like mid-century, but not super 70s. I like wanted mm-hmm. it to be more 60s, which is hard to find. They start mm-hmm. to get old and fall apart. Um, I wanted it to be um, a piece of furniture, mm-hmm. but like not a super heavy one. And mm-hmm. a lot of those have a stereo built in and they're right. very, very heavy. Okay. And I didn't want to spend a lot of money. Like I just had all these kind of criteria. So I just kind of like, I just kind of loosely kept my eye out for a long time. And one day this one popped up on Craigslist. It was in this guy's barn it had been in his grandparents basement okay um it was dirty like Mm -hmm. it it still needs to be taken apart I think and cleaned out with like compressed air Uh I need to hire someone to do that because I don't want to do it myself but it's just perfect like it's very light I can easily lift it by myself it's just the turntable it's so it's so cute it's so like exactly the aesthetic that I wanted it plays like it has this really rich sound um I do it does need work like the the needle shot like there's things that yeah. need to, but we still listen to it and then and the kids really have fun like picking out records and putting them on and just like makes me happy to see it yeah yeah that is so, a really good one and it was fifty dollars and the guy was happy to get rid of it he also gave me a bunch of records with that I didn't want but I felt like I had to take them because <laughs> he was trying to get rid of them and that yeah. is great though that is yeah. a good story I love when stuff like that happens yes okay um I'll go first on this one okay um, something that felt like a risk to buy and you bought it anyway. Okay. Um, I will say, and I think we might both have the same answer. On I know this, we kind of reverse yeah. engineered this question because yeah. we wanted to talk about our rugs, but yeah, it is, so, it's very true. Yes. So I have a rug in my living room from, from Wayfair. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of felt like a risk for me for two reasons. First of all, it's super colorful. Like it has tons of colors mm-hmm. in it. And I was like, is this going to be too much? Is it going to be garish? And now that it's in there, I love that actually it gives me license to do anything I want yes. in my living room. Like I don't have to overthink what color mm-hmm. um, curtains I put up or throw pillows because I have like almost every color represented yeah. someplace in this rug. And it it's not overwhelming. It's it's like one of those kind of faded. Yep. That's you like kind of yeah. in right now. I love it. Yeah. And I love yeah, your rug. I've seen it. And it's like, uh, yeah, it's like washed out or whatever. So it makes it not feel overwhelming. But also because it's online, like it's, yeah. it's hard to buy, make purchases like that online, but you kind of have to, yep. right? Like what, yep. I mean, you same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. So mine is a rug also, and rugs do feel, well, they're expensive. Even I think Wayfair has great deals on rugs, but even inexpensive <clears throat> rugs are expensive. They are. Especially if they're big. Exactly. And one thing that's hard to tell, I think, um, Wayfair does a good job and this is in no way sponsored by Wayfair. We just both like it. They do a good job of trying to show you up close the fibers and how thick something is. But that I think is the biggest risk of buying rugs or textiles of any kind online is like you, you're not feeling it. You're not feeling like the sponginess or the roughness or the smoothness. And that's really hard. Um, I have a very square family room and I've rearranged the furniture like five different times because of where the fireplace is, where the TV is. It's just sort of like it can only be a certain way. And then we had this yeah. L couch in a room that had no L it had no two <laughs> walls to have an L. So anyway, 
I rearranged the furniture a while ago and I liked the way it is, but I needed a new rug and I needed it to be square. And that's also hard to find. Square and round rugs are hard. So mine is also kind of faded and multicolored. And I actually, I love the look of mixing patterns and colors. Yeah. Um, and it, it takes, it's risky. It's like design risky. So I think having a statement rug like that, like you said, just actually gives you permission to be like, oh, well now I can get this teal throw blanket and this yellow pillow. And yep. I'm just going to keep building on this color palette. So I do think I, r- and, my rugs are risky, but it's so satisfying to find one that works. It and they're not the room together. And they're not any less risky to purchase in real life because a, you only see, unless you go to someplace where they're all like laid out someplace, right. you're still not getting an accurate idea of what it would look like on a floor. Right. Like it's still, there's still some like faith, like just taking a leap yeah. of faith involved. And also like, how, like getting it out of the store is overwhelming. They're mm-hmm. heavy. They're mm-hmm. long. Yes. Like you can, you fit yeah. them in your car. Right. Um, and I also really like when you do buy online and I've bought from overstock.com and Wayfair and a few other places that you can like narrow it down by size, dimensions, mm-hmm. yes. um, shape, colors, like color scheme price like you it allows you to kind of you almost have to narrow it down because their stocks are both wayfair and all modern and overstock so much they have so much in stock um that if you don't narrow it down you'd be scrolling for like the rest of your life so it's actually nice like i know i want it to be square i want this price point i want you know yada yada yeah yeah and just as a pep talk if anyone's thinking about buying a rug but is just like i don't know freezing like, don't overthink it too much because I have never bought a rug that I wasn't happy that I had. Like, yeah, it always looks it all your living room or whatever room. It's always going to look better mm-hmm. with a rug, even if it's maybe not exactly what you're mm-hmm. looking for. It's you're still going to like the way it looks better than bare floors. I yes. think. Agreed. So totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good one. Okay. Um, so last one, I guess. Okay. Um, I don't even know if I have anything for this, but I'll, I'm sure I'll think about it. Okay. I'll think I, of something. I can go first. Has this conversation inspired you to make a purchase soon okay well I have actually had a rug purchase on my list already and that's for Violet's room because I also she had a beautiful rug that was from Wayfair um, but it was white and gray so it just got really dingy over the last four and a half years Um, and then I just rearranged her furniture which is a habit of mine and now I want kind of a smaller oval rug so that was already on my list but now that we're talking about rugs I I seriously want to like get off here and (laughs) go rug shopping that but that was not what I was gonna say um this is a call for listener help. I, we had a, it's called a waiter's corkscrew. It's a wine key, the the, mo, the simplest of wine openers, right? Yeah. The ones that waiters carry and bartenders carry. So it's not, it's, yeah, you know, you can picture it, right, Megan? Yeah. Like the kind uh, yeah. that could fit in your pocket. Cause there's yep. so many fancy. The, the ones that like kind of fold down. Yep, exactly. Yep. Um, and so that is my preference. I waited tables and opened bottles of wine table side for a long, long time. I think they're the most efficient. They're the ones I'm the most comfortable with. When I go to a party and there's like a really fancy wine opener, like that does scared. crazy things. I'm like, <laughs> I, just give me the, give me the corkscrew, the old, right. the most basic. So we had one from William Sonoma for, I don't know, I think before we were married, probably 16 years, maybe we've had it. And it it's broken more than once. It was held together with duct tape. Um <laughs> And it ju- and then it worked for another five years. The just the plastic was broken, so the all the metal, the, the actual mechanism still worked. Um, and it just died its final death. Oh, and so no. I need to buy. And this is so silly because it's just what you open wine with. You can get it. It's eight dollars on Amazon. The one that I'm looking at is literally eight dollars. But I want it to be good. I don't. Mm. And and I feel like the, they don't make this one. The one that we have, they do not make anymore and they haven't made it for some time. So if anyone has a favorite wine key, like in the old school waiter's corkscrew style, 
drop a link for us because this is going to be one that I overthink because I, what I really want is the same one not to be broken. So that's mine. And you can't have that. No, I can't go back in time. <laughs> um, so I thought of two things. I okay. think I, I want a new flat iron because, oh yeah, like you said, the one I have, first of all, it's, it, has, it, has, uh, it hardly has any surface area. Yeah. It. Like it's so small that I don't think it's actually mm-hmm. doing a very effective job. And I just want a nicer one. I want, yeah. a, I want one that uh, heats up. So I'm going to go check out the Lang one yeah. that you um, yeah. linked up. And then I got to do something about this uh, printer ink situation. <laughs> so I'm going to have to like pull the cyan out, stick it back in, see if that does anything. Yeah, if not, like pull maybe it out just... and re- like power down everything, like yep. reset everything. I feel like with printers, that's like a big, you know, yeah. hard reboot. But, but if it doesn't work, it's causing so much stupid stress yeah. right now that I think I just need to buy a replacement, even though that makes me even more irate because I already bought no, one. Wait, replacement ink or replacement printer? No, no, ink. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, because like, then I would worry that it's like the printer. Broke, the and the printers broken. are another thing that keep getting cheaper. Oh. So like it's almost cheaper to buy a new printer. <gasps> Maybe I should do that. I don't know. I don't know. Open that can of worms for you. Out. I know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, hopefully this trick does the does the trick. Or maybe there was something I didn't pull off. Like maybe there's like a little yeah, like a little tab on it or something that I didn't get all the way off. So I'll do some recon work. Some googling, see. some yep. YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, um, this was super fun. So guys, just a reminder that the momhour.com is where the show notes are. If you don't see them in your mobile podcast app, that's okay. Everything's at the momhour.com. We'll link up everything, including our wonderful sponsors from today. Um, And we will be back with you on Tuesday with another new episode. This was fun. Thanks, Megan. Yeah. Talk later. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits in self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K E R I K A dot A P P and use code the mom hour to save 20%. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening and left the mom hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much.